On today's episode of the School of Podcasting, you, especially if you're playing with video, you're going, I'm running out of hard drive space. What do I do here? So I'm going to help you answer that question. And for those who haven't started a podcast, I'm going to share a story about how it's not as hard as you think it is, as I literally just got home from my high school 40-year reunion where I actually did a talk, and I really thought I was going to wet my pants. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are new to the show, I help you plan. I help you launch. I help you grow. And if you want to, monetize your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. If you use the coupon code LISTENER, that will save you on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And if you listen to the last episode, you've heard where I'm experimenting more with video. And the fun thing about video is the fact that... It makes files that are ginormous. They're very, very large. And consequently, if you're saving them after you're done, well, your hard drive space is going to fill up. And I know there are things like Dropbox and there's Google Drive and Mediafire and all these things. However, we're talking really big files. And even those will fill up. And so... I was looking around, and I have used a service called Backblaze, man, probably 10 years. And they are great for taking the files that you make and backing them up into the cloud. And so I've been using them for years, and they really saved me once. I had a hard drive fail, and I was like, oh, no. And I didn't have to worry. I logged into my account. I saw where they had an exact copy of my hard drive. And what was cool, it cost a little bit of money, but not a ton. But I was able to have them ship me a portable hard drive and just plugged it in and copied it over. I was like, well, that was, you know, amazing. Well, they also have another style. That's just computer backup stuff. Then they have this, it's B2 Cloud Storage. And this is things that for me, I feel really fit podcasters. It's stuff that you, for whatever reason, I don't know, my ego thinks they're going to somehow start a Dave Jackson Museum or something that I'm saving everything. My dad was a hoarder, so I don't know if this is like the hoarder gene coming back. My dad is haunting me. I don't know, but there are times that I'm like, why am I saving these? Like I have shows that I did four or five episodes of and quit. Yeah, I still have those. Never listened to them, but, you know, it's the museum. They're, they're going to want, I don't, I have no idea. But nonetheless, that stuff takes up your hard drive. And so what I found about this B2 cloud storage is it's meant for people that want to save it, but I'm probably never going to download it because they charge you if you download it. Not a lot. But if you were downloading a lot, it would be, it would add up. And so I looked into this and I have been uploading my old YouTube videos. 
I've been uploading old episodes that are pod faded, and I'm clearing up my hard drive space because depending on your computer, there are times when your computer starts to just kind of not operate well because it's it's running out of places to store stuff. It's chewing up memory. There's all sorts of things like that. And so I was like, you know what? And I originally thought it was a bummer because you had to upload like one file at a time. I found out if you download, it sounds a little geeky, there's an FTP program. And if you ever get in a, I don't know, a Trivial Warfare episode, uh, FTP stands for File Transfer Protocol. And uh, I think they recommended CyberDuck. It was already built in. And within minutes, I was uploading entire folders of stuff. And the first 10 gigabytes are free. And I was amazed at how many files you could upload and still not pay anything. And so if you're running out of hard drive space, this really could free up your hard drive. And that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to eventually get all my stuff off my hard drive, put it in the cloud. I completely trust them. And then in the event I ever want something old, I can download it and I'll just pay the free the fee but I really don't expect to do that. So when we're talking about fees, what are we talking about? And so when I look at their website, where things, we've heard about Amazon S3, that is basically 2.6 cents a gigabyte. Backblaze is 0.5, half a cent per gigabyte. And realize a gigabyte is a very large size. And again, if you're doing with video, that's going to add up. But I'm surprised I've been uploading all this stuff and really am just now getting close to actually where I'm going to have to pay because they give you quite a bit of space for free to get you going. And so if you're running out of hard drive space, that is something you may want to look into. If you are interested They do kind of have a partner program, although it doesn't really pay on the service I'm talking about, the B2 cloud storage. I believe I get a commission if you actually use their computer backup service. But I've been using it myself, and I've been using, like I said, their their computer backup service, and it really saved my butt. And that's, if you've ever been in that situation, because especially now with today's hard drives, they don't spin anymore. Back in the back in the day, you would start up a computer and you'd hear this zzz where the hard drive would start spinning. They don't do that anymore. They're solid state. And that just means they're silent and they're fast. But they're also, when they fail, you get no warning sign. It used to be your hard drive would start making noise or things like that. So this is a way to not only back up your computer, but to also then, if you're like, look, I just need to save these and I am probably never going to download these again, but I would just feel better if I had an extra copy. This is a very inexpensive way to do that. And I just looked up on their website. If you do use my link, if you go to supportthisshow.com slash backblaze and blaze is B-L-A-Z-E, you actually get a free month and so do I, but that's not why I'm telling you about them. And The other thing you might be asking is, well, what do I save? Because if you want to make your podcast sound great, everything you record should be in a WAV file or the best format you can have until 
you export your finished MP3. So I record in WAV file. Uh, my interviews, I download a WAV file. My music is a WAV file. Those are, are the best sounding audio files. That's the good news. The bad news is they are huge. And so what I do then is, and this is one of the things I love about Hindenburg, especially let's take something like the question of the day. And maybe I have, uh, I'll have all these files and I will have cleaned them up. I've converted them to WAV files, all sorts of fun stuff. And I might have some sound effects. Long story short, this is why I love Hindenburg. So I've got a folder. And uh, just since we're kind of talking about file management today, let's, uh, let's take a quick tangent for that. I have a folder on my hard drive called Podcasts with an S. Then I have another folder for each podcast. So this is the School of Podcasting. Inside that folder, so do you see it? We've got Podcast, double-click, there's School of Podcasting. Double-click, I've got a folder called Production. So that's all my intro music, all anything I use on a regular basis in every episode, that's in there. I have another folder called Episodes. And so everything I'm doing for this episode would be in a folder labeled 893 because today is episode 893. So if I've got sound effects, if I have done some research, anything that I need to reproduce episode 893, it's right there in that folder. Now what, going back to my Hindenburg, sometimes I might do a ton of research and I have clips and things that I've put together And in the end, I don't use them all. And so what I love about Hindenburg is I will, you know, put together my episode. And when I click on save, it makes another folder inside my episodes folder. And everything that was used in the making of that episode is in that folder. So this is, think of it like all these files were auditioning to be in the episode And you had all this stuff that you put together. But in the end, not everybody made it. Well, here's the beautiful thing. Since Hindenburg has said everything that you use to make this episode is in this folder, anything that's not in that folder, you can delete. Just get rid of it. You're like, wait, but don't. No, no. If if it was used in the episode, it's in the Hindenburg folder. So that makes life a whole lot easier. Now, if you wanted to get a little more, what's the word here, finicky. Some of those files are like my intro, you know, the ladies, you know, singing school, podcast. yeah, that's in there. A lot of stuff is saved again and again and again. And this is where if you want to, you could go through and delete any repeated files, but I don't do that. In audio, the files are smaller. Yes, they're WAV files, so they take up more room, but Hard drives are much cheaper than they used to be, so I don't go to that extreme, but you could if you wanted to. That would, in the long run, save you some disk space. I know other podcasters that once the episode is out and they've listened to it and it's been a week or two and there were no fires to put out, they will go and just keep the finished MP3. They won't keep the items that were used to make that episode. And there really are no wrong answers here. If you just want the finished MP3 and you don't care that you don't have the ability to go back and fix something, that's up to you. I, like I said, I keep the files and it may be someday because that's the other folder. If we go back to our folders, 
We had the first one. It said podcast. We open it up. There's another folder. You see it? It's yellow. It says School of Podcasting. I double click on that. Now we have a folder. It says episodes. We have production. We have another folder called finished. And so that's where I export my files to. And so some people, once it's in the finished folder, may go back and delete the episode folder, in this case, 892. That is absolutely up to you because it does take up less space. For me, I always, I like options for whatever reason. I like options. And so I leave them there. Again, I have no idea what for. Have I ever gone back maybe once or twice ever? But typically, no. If I go back, it's because there was a some sort of like a verbal typo that needs fixed. I said it was Thursday and it's really Tuesday, something like that. But I typically don't go back and edit an old episode. But we're going to talk about editing old episodes right after this. So again, if you're running out of hard drive space and you need a really inexpensive way to store things, and this is completely different. Dropbox is great for sharing files with that. I use Mediafire. So when you upload a file to the question of the month, that's using a tool called Mediafire. There's Google Drive. There's a bunch of those. This is different. Again, this is, I want to store this for the winter or whatever's coming up. And I'm probably not going to download it, but I just want to, I would feel safer if I had it there. So supportthisshow.com slash backblaze. That is my partner. I don't know what you would call that link, but you benefit, I benefit on that. And so I said, we're going to talk about editing old episodes and I've been studying on and off again. I'm dipping my toe a little more in video. I have some stats for you that I want to share in just a bit, but I've been studying this guy named Mr. Beast, who is the head YouTuber at this moment makes millions of dollars with his YouTube channel. And I think it was think media put together a kind of a mishmash of him giving advice for YouTubers. And I was like, well, does any of this apply to podcasting? And the one thing I saw, number one, he is borderline obsessed, which, you know, it shows because he's got the biggest channel. But what he does if is something is not behaving the way he wanted it to, he will go back and he will edit the title. So you've heard me say this over and over, how important your title is. Again, they see you before they hear you. And in some cases, now it's a YouTube thing. He'll change the thumbnail. And yes, you we do have episodic artwork. It'll be much more prevalent later on this year when Apple rolls out episodic artwork. Do I need episodic artwork? No, but it does make you stand out a little bit. And so he will change the title and the episode. And he said, and in some cases, just having a better title will get you more exposure. Now, again, it's a different world. We're talking about the YouTube algorithm, but nonetheless, it catches people's eyes. And so if you have old episodes, go look now with a completely fresh set of eyes at the titles, and simply ask yourself one question. Does that make me want to click that? Am I curious to find out what that episode is about? And if you go, yeah, no, that's not a good title, you can change it. 
It'll take about 24 hours for it to update in the different podcast apps. And then you can change it on your website and then see what happens. I mean, we've already said we're not getting enough clicks on something. We think the new title would make more people click. You change it in your media host, you click save, you get it 48 hours and it should be seen in all the different apps. And then you see what happens. Maybe you promote it on social with a different title. And now that resonates. It's something that Mr. Beast does. And obviously you don't want to try to exactly copy what he is doing. Like, I don't want to make the exact video he was doing, but it's one of those things I was like, you know what? I know I've made some titles in the past that were somewhat inside jokes. And I'm like, those never work because you're trying to attract people from the outside. And that inside joke is going to be the wrong thing. I could easily go back and just change the titles and end up with more downloads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to talk, if you are a person that feels podcasting is is hard and nobody's going to listen to you. So if you're maybe not started, I want to share something. Today, as I record this, well, now it's Sunday, but it was Saturday. And I spoke at my 40-year high school reunion. And when I was eating, I was eating some pizza at lunch. And I was thinking about this. I'd started to rehearse the the talk. And the the pizza in my hand was shaking so much. I was so nervous about this. I was really shy in high school. And being that this was a reunion, I was right back to that shy kid. And I thought about it. I was going to be following. Here's, here's a fun one. I was going to be following the reading of all the names of the people that are dead. So it's already kind of a solemn thing. And then here comes Dave. So I knew I had to start off with not a, a quick joke, build it up. And uh, I was so nervous. And I finally, I said, I need to get some feedback. And it was so filled with inside jokes. I needed somebody who was in my class. So I found my best friend. I called him up. I said, I need you to give me honest feedback here. And he did. And there were a couple things. And uh, I redid it, and then I was like, okay, I think it's done. So I called another friend that wasn't coming to the reunion. I said, can you listen to this and give me honest feedback? And she said, I wouldn't change a thing. And so I was nervous, and I did record it. I'm not going to play it here. But I was really nervous, and even when I'm talking about podcasting, I get nervous. Uh, I'll be talking in, in Denver here in a few days, and my hands always turn white, and they get very cold. And I was having that in, you know, massive amounts. And as I walked to the stage, you know, they'd said, here's Dave. He's doing great. He's, you know, podcaster, Hall of Fame, blah, 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 author of the book, yada, yada. And that always makes me feel uncomfortable anyway. And once I started, I was fine. And some jokes landed very well. And I knew I had them. In Ohio, there was a chain of like convenience stores called Lawson's. They are out of business. And that was kind of the whole point of this talk is I was explaining at one point I said Lawson's chip dip and the whole room went, oh, and so bringing back those old memories. And that's when I knew things were working. 
and I was making fun of eight track tapes and the fact that somehow it was okay that the song would just fade out in the middle and we were all okay with that. And my point being was the worry was not worth like the stress that I gave myself was not worth it. Cause in the end I had probably five or six people come up to me and said, man, you nailed that. You just nailed it. That's it. Cause at the end I, I explained that we've gone through so many scary things, right? Even if it's just going from elementary school to junior high and then later junior high to high school. And I, I was sharing things, you know, I, I remember once uh, when I was in the second grade, my teacher had gerbils, you know, the little rodent things, and the gerbils had babies. And we were all excited. They were so cute and furry and blah, blah, blah. We came in the next day and the gerbils had eaten all their babies. I guess it's something they do. And I said, can you imagine if that would have happened today? How many counselors would have been on site? How much Prozac they would have been shooting into all the kids, you know? So it was that kind of thing. And I talked about at the end that probably the where we are now is, and this is true for many of us, that we are taking care of our parents who took care of us for decades. And it's scary because some of us are, are dealing with moving on without them. And so it was vulnerable and it was honest and it was from the heart. And in the end, I had people that I, like one guy was uh, kind of a big football player kind of guy. I didn't really know. I always figured he hated me because I wasn't a football player. And he was one that came up and he said, man, he goes, I, I, he goes, that just was from the heart and it went right into my heart. And so I say this because the ideas and the insights and your thoughts that are in your head or they're on your hard drive taking up space are not going to help anybody when they're in your head or on your hard drive. And once it was over and I sat down and my, uh, one of my friends I was sitting next to, and he just looked at me and said, man, you nailed that. And I was, you know, you're probably like this too. All I could remember was the one joke that didn't land, right? I'm already focusing on all the negative stuff because that's what we do. And uh, I was almost proud of myself. And the people that were organizing it were happy with it. And I'm just here to tell you that I was so nervous that my pizza was shaking like a leaf today in my hand, just thinking about this. But I pushed through and it was okay. And it landed with some people and it landed large. So don't be afraid of starting your podcast. If you need a friend like I did to listen to it and say, yep, that's good. Mm, that's a little too long. Mm, that's, oh, that's perfect. That's what I do. I'm not here to tear down your content. I'm here to polish it and give you some insights. Hey, have you ever thought of this? Do we need that much backstory, et cetera, et cetera, to where it really maximizes the input. And I put that into action this week and it worked. It resonated with people. And so I'm just here to tell you from the other side now, on the other side of actually publishing my content, the stress was way disproportional 
to any kind of worry that I had because I took the time to ensure my content was pretty much on track. So if that's you, I'm here to tell you from the other side, move forward. You'll be uncomfortable. Your hands may shake. Your hands may turn white. But in the end, you're going to be okay. I had mentioned that I was going to share some stats with you. And if you're a regular listener to the Ask the Podcast Coach show, this is a bit of a rerun. But here's the thing. I know a lot of people are like, oh, there's video on Spotify for podcasters. And don't always look for the asterisks when Spotify puts out a press release because that is true. You can have your media host. So let's say you're on Buzzsprout or Libsyn or Captivate or Blueberry, whoever. But you want to have video on Spotify. Well, keep your media host where you are and create an account on Spotify for podcasters and upload your video there. Keep your audio on your media host. But I wanted to share some numbers. So on my Ask the Podcast Coach show, I do somewhere between four and 500 downloads after 30 days. Uh, if I look now, that show is recorded live. I use StreamYard. I'm going to be using Ecamm in the future. And I immediately put that on YouTube. And I'm getting somewhere between 140 and 190 views on that video. All right. So again, uh, here we see where audio outperforms video. There's just more opportunity to listen than to watch. Now, I've been doing this for about a month and a half. And I pulled up my videos in Spotify. Now, full disclosure, I did not promote these at all. I wanted to see how much traffic was Spotify going to generate for these files. What kind of organic, you know, all these people are looking for video in Spotify. How many actually found my show? And again, my podcast is kind of niche. It's a podcast about podcasting. So I didn't expect it to be a lot, but what I didn't expect was to get zero. And by that, I mean none. Zero, zilch, nada, uh-uh, nope, zero. A wall of goose eggs in my Spotify for Podcasters dashboard. So I realize Spotify, a lot of buzz. But for me, in my travels, I didn't see a whole lot of return on it. Now, for the record, I didn't pay a dime for that. And it took maybe... 10 seconds because I'm already putting it on YouTube. I'm already putting it out as audio. So I copied and pasted my description. So it didn't take anything. So I wasn't really that mad that I didn't get any return. But again, I'm not promoting it. And it didn't really cost me a whole lot of time to throw it up there. So I say that just if you're like, oh, I got to have video. You know, YouTube is a video channel. Spotify is trying to be a video channel. But in the end... From my chair, on my side of the monitor, audio is still outperforming video. So if you're like, oh, I got to get video, I got to get video, you don't have to do anything. It's your show, and I just wanted to share some insights. I've been doing this now for about six weeks and haven't had a single, there was one nibble on one episode, but uh, that was me. So I don't count that one play that I got on Spotify. So just some insights. Again, my goal is to always give you the information you need and let you make 
the decision. I love helping podcasters. It's what I do, and I really do want to see what we can do together. Don't forget, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. When you sign up at the School of Podcasting, use the coupon code LISTENER. And until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. Thank you.